Section 62 The Dream of Margaret by Victor J. Daly Read for LibriVox.org by Andrea Atwood It fell upon a summer night The village folk were soundly sleeping Unconscious of the glamour white In which the moon all things was steeping One window only showed a light Behind it silent vigil keeping sat margaret as one in trance the dark-eyed daughter of the manse a flood of strange sweet thoughts was surging her passionate heart and brain within at last some secret impulse urging she laid aside her garment thin and from its snowy folds emerging like lamia from the serpent's skin she stood before her mirror bright naked and lovely as the night her dark hair over her shoulders flowing might well have been a silken pall over galatea's image glowing to lighten love she was withal the lamplight over her radiance throwing with her high bosom virginal a woman made to madden men a cleopatra born again Hers was the beauty dark and splendid, whose spell upon the heart of man falls swiftly as, when day is ended, night falls in lands Australian. Her rich, ripe, scarlet lips, bow-bended, smiled as such ripe lips only can. Her eyes, wherein strange lightnings shone, were deeper than oblivion with round white arms whose warm caress no lover knew raised towards the ceiling she looked like some young pythoness the secrets dark of fate revealing or goddess in divine distress to higher powers for help appealing this invocation standing so she sang in clear sweet tones but low soul from this narrow mean life we know speed as an arrow from bended bow seek and discover on land or sea my destined lover wherever he be how shalt thou know him my heart's desire his mien will show him his glance of fire high is his bearing his pride is high his spirit daring burns in his eye birds have done mating the spring is past my arms are waiting my heart beats fast oh why she sighed has fate awarded this lot to me whose heart is bold my days by trifles are recorded my suitors men whose god is gold oh for the heroes helmed and sworded the lovers of the day of old, who broke for ladies many a lance in gallant days of old romance. Would I had lived in that great time when a lady's love was night's best boon, when sword with sword made ringing rhyme, when mailed sea kings fought from noon to moon, and thought the slaughter grim no crime when the prize was golden-haired gudrun then i might find swords broad and bright 
and keen is theirs for me to fight. But narrow bounds my life environ, and hold my eager spirit in. The men I see no heart of fire in their bodies bear. My love to win, a man must have a will of iron, a soul of flame. Then sweet were sin or death for him. With ardent glance, thus spake the daughter of the manse. Then, with a smile, she fell asleep in her white and dainty maiden bed. The chaste cold moon alone could peep in and view her tresses dark outspread upon an arm whose clasp might keep in the life of one given up for dead. And as she drifted down the stream of slumber deep, she dreamt a dream. It was a banquet rich and rare. The wine of France was foaming madly. The proud and great of earth were there, and all were slaves to serve her gladly. And yet on them with haughty air, she gazed half scornfully, half sadly. The lady of the feast was she, so ran her strange dream fantasy. A prince was at her fair right hand, and at her left a famous leader of hosts, with look of high command. And blacker than the tents of Kedar, an eastern king, barbaric, grand, sat near, their queen they had decreed her. Below the proud, the brave, the wise, sat charmed by her mesmeric eyes. Then thus she spake, O lords of earth, then you I know none nobler, braver, and yet your fame and rank and birth and wealth in my sight find small favor, for all too well I know their worth. Long since for me they lost their savor. The spirit fit to mate with mine must be demoniac or divine. A toast, she cried. The gallant throng sprang up, their foaming glasses clinking. Satan, the spirit proud and strong, the bravest lover, to my thinking. The wine of life I've drunk too long, the wine of death I now am drinking. Our queen she was a moment since, bear forth the body, said the prince. A ghostly wind arose, all wet with tears, and full of cries and wailing, and wringing hands, and faces set in bitter anguish unavailing. It bore the soul of Margaret, to where a voice in tones of railing cried, Spirit proud, thou hast done well, thou art within the gates of hell. The soul of Margaret passed slowly, yet bravely through the hall of dread. The roof whereof was hidden wholly by black clouds hanging overhead. No sound disturbed the melancholy deep silence, which itself seemed dead. No wailing of the damned was heard, no voice the fearful stillness stirred. But that deep silence held in keeping the secret of eternal woe. That yet seemed like a serpent creeping around the walls. It was as though the cries of pain and hopeless weeping 
had died out ages long ago. No face was seen, no figure dread. Were all the damned in devils dead? No luster known on earth was gleaming in that dread hall, but some weird light around the pillars vast was streaming, and down the vistas infinite. A light like that men see in dreaming, and waking shudder with affright. Its glare a baleful splendor shed, forever through the hall of dread. Then suddenly she was aware that from the walls and all around her, in motionless and burning stare, millions of eyes glowed that spellbound her. The everlasting dumb despair that spoke from them made pity founder. And as she passed along the floor, she trod on burning millions more. For floor and pillar, roof and all, were full of eyes forever burning. Twas these that lit the dreadful hall, these were the damned beyond returning, sealed up in pillar, floor, and wall, without a tongue to voice their yearning, or grief or hate, so God might know. Their eyes alone could speak their woe. Her way lit by the weird light flowing from those sad, awful eyes she passed, to where her terror ever growing, upon a throne in fire set fast, and like a rose of fire far glowing, she saw a figure veiled and vast. She trembled, for she knew full well she stood before the Lord of Hell. And then, an instant courage taking, she knelt before the burning throne, and all her hopes of heaven forsaking, she cried, O Lord, make me thine own, for men, though they be of God's making, I love not, thee I love alone. The spirit veiled spake thus, Arise, O spirit proud and most unwise. And as it spake, unveiling slowly, a brow of awful beauty shone on Margaret's soul, yet melancholy and woe eternal sat thereon. But lo, the form was woman wholly. A faint smile played her lips upon, as in a voice low, sweet and level, she said, My dear, I am the devil. With one wild wail of bitter scorning, the stricken soul of Margaret fled, sore harrowed by that dreadful warning, and shrieking through the hall of dread, she passed and woke, and it was morning, and she was in her own white bed. Soon afterwards, the tale runs, she took veil within a nunnery. End of section 62. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain.